0: Dice Roll, brought to you today by Hooked on Thelonian, the language learning program the full family can enjoy. Hooked on Thelonian worked for me.
1: on the cautious optimism.
2: Okay, Rico, as soon as Liliana gets everybody's attention, I'm going to jimmy my way into the jimmy tubes and then we're going to have to disappear quickly.
3: Both of you hear a noise from behind you that sounds like bump, 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 bump. Rico, something is biting your tail. There is a creature in the tube with you. It's circular, it's twice the size of a basketball, and it's just a ball and a mouth. It has a lot of teeth in it. I've never learned
4: to use a firearm. Maybe I should get some lessons.
3: You look around to see what looks similar to the floor you came from, except this is a ghost town. Both of you levitate up off the floor. You were not invited!
0: I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job.
3: Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science.
1: Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous.
3: A species capable of Santa power. We
1: are going to be the best of friends.
3: Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. When we left, Rico and Hank were being levitated in midair by a furry humanoid creature, and the audio and video feed going back to the crew of the cautious optimism had been cut. As you levitate there, feet dangling in the air, the creature staring at you with completely black eyes, no pupils or anything, and in your heads you hear the words You were not invited.
4: Well, Uh, we just wanted to see what you wanted. We didn't want to send our psionic friend over here in case uh, we weren't sure what was going on. You are not welcome here. Yes, I'm getting that distinct impression. Thank you very much for your clarity on the subject.
2: Hank's freaking out right now. He's not really sure what to do.
4: What do you want with our friends? Why were they invited?
2: Not me. I want nothing to do
3: with any of you. It's the spirit. The spirit wants to speak to your friends.
4: Oh, what sort of a spirit? This sounds exciting. And she's sort of trying to pull her iPad out of her, light like, pocket to make some notes.
3: Are you trying to be secretive about it or just seeing if you're able to?
4: Oh, no. No, no, no.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, you're totally able to. You can, you can take it right out.
4: Yeah, yes. Tell me more about this spirit.
3: The spirit is our leader. She is the mastermind. She is all-knowing and all-wise. And she wishes to speak to those who are gifted. You are not gifted. You were not meant to come here.
4: Well, no, we understand that. But um, what does she want to speak to them for? To what end? To what purpose?
3: The spirit is gifted. Your friends are gifted. They are to meet and speak.
4: But she can speak to them where they are. She's done it already.
3: It is not the same. Her powers are not infinite. The conversation needs to be face to face. It cannot be done telepathically.
4: Well, could she tell us a little bit more about what she wants?
3: She wants to help them.
4: Help them how?
3: You will return and send them to meet the spirit.
4: What sort of help does she want to give them? Make a persuasion roll. What is
2: a... <laughs> willpower?
3: I think willpower. That's there, that makes okay.
1: sense. This just reminds me of like some little like three-year-old asking questions to their dad or something. Why? Why? Why?
4: You see, now that Rico's not being eaten by violent Pac-Men, she's totally down with just arguing with this guy. Um, <laughs> success, success by one. Okay,
3: successful one. And I'm sorry, what were you trying to convince him? What were you asking him? Just like, why did...
4: She's trying to get him to say what sort of help the spirit wants to give her friends. Oh. Like, is this, uh, I'm going to help them by taking away your psionic powers? Or is this, I'm going to help you by murdering you? Or is this, like, you know...
3: I see. So he thinks about it for a moment, and then his hand lowers. And as it does, the two of you gently settle back onto the ground... And you're free to move about under your own power again. And he says, follow me. You may speak with her yourself.
4: That would be wonderful.
2: Wonderful? Are are you sure? This guy just, like, lifted us off the ground without half a thought.
4: I mean, we did come here to find out what was going on. I want to know what this spirit is all about.
2: Okay, I'll follow your lead.
4: He leads you
3: out of this rundown ramshackle building and down the main thoroughfare for a ways until you get to what was kind of the most happening central part of the city on the floor up above, and only here, this is actually lit up. All the lights are on, the area is clean, this area looks lived in. And as you approach, just kind of out of nowhere, right in front of you, appears two avians, and they're both carrying some very serious-looking laser rifles like military grade weaponry and as they look at the furry humanoid who is your guide they lower their weapons and they stand aside and lets you all in and you're taken to what would be like a big hotel what would be like a really fancy hotel and as you go inside again there's two more guards this one is a human and a lorndon also carrying those same weapons. And again, you didn't see them until you were right up there and they just kind of appeared and they let you through. And as you walk into what should be the reception area of the hotel, it's all been rearranged to be almost like a throne room is the best way to describe it. There is a chair where the receptionist counter should be and it's elevated. They have built some kind of floor underneath it to elevate it up a little bit. And sitting in that chair is another felonian, a cat person. And as they sit in the chair, it's obvious their left arm and their left leg are shriveled and small and and virtually not there. They're basically missing their two left limbs. The felonian is very thin, looks like they're on the verge of wasting away, and they hardly move in response. But you both hear in your minds a female voice that says,
4: Hello, and welcome. Rico is very confused. So she's put the pad away. Hello. Seems like an unusual place to find a felonium. What are you you doing here? And she's probably speaking in her native language now.
3: Oh, okay. Okay. So... Hank, I, I'm assuming you don't speak Felonian.
2: No, Hank is utterly freaking out right now, hearing all these hisses and screeches and whatever passes as Felonian. You
4: can just imagine it's that sort of set of like trilling purrs and little like squeaks, and like cats make all kinds of noises. Yeah. All
3: right. So again, in both of your minds, but speaking in native Felonian, you hear that same voice. My real name is Cordeline, and I am. Also called the spirit, I am here because I am an outcast. The same as you, Rico.
4: Why were you cast out?
3: Because I am special.
4: Ah, I see. You don't look very well.
3: I assure you, I'm quite well.
4: Physically, I mean.
3: Eh, the body is immaterial, meaningless. It is matter, but it does not matter. I am well in my mind.
4: Um, I mean, I don't think you'll have much mind left if you don't look after your body just a little bit, you know?
3: Her physical body chuckles a little bit. when it's the only noise you've heard from the physical body. And then in your mind, you hear the voice again say, You know, it might be good that you're here. Rico, do you know there is a man looking for you? What? There is a man searching for you. He arrived on the station. I can hear his thoughts. He was sent by your former teacher? Your former professor?
4: Oh, no. Oh, dear.
3: I can hear in his mind this man was sent to find Rico. Uh
4: Uh-oh. Well, that's not great. Um... But doesn't it appear to be the biggest problem in front of me just right this precise moment in time. Why? Why do you want my friends?
3: Your friends are special, and I bring all the special people of the universe or at least the league together. We form a family here, and we work together so that one day special people don't have to hide.
4: Hmm. I see. So you'd be inviting them to stay with you?
3: If they choose. Your friends are confused about their abilities. I am an expert in these special powers. I would like to teach them if they will listen to me.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think that's a decision I can make on their behalf.
3: Which is why you were not invited.
4: Yes, but we had to be sure that you weren't harming people. How do I know that you're not going to harm them?
3: At this point, the physical body of the felonian levitates in the air and starts to float down the makeshift throne towards you. And you hear in your head, follow me. And the felonian floats off into where the staircase would be to go up to the second floor of this fancy hotel, and she begins gliding up the staircase.
4: Um, come along, Hank. I uh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, sorry. Was I speaking Felonian?
2: Yeah, y'all, y'all never said anything about changing back to common, so I'm just standing here like, uh, okay.
4: Sorry. Um, so this is a, a cat person. Obviously, uh, her name is Cordeline. She was cast out from Felonius because of her psionic powers, which stands to reason. She wants to bring everybody together with psionic powers so that they can have some kind of uprising. don't know. Anyway, um, apparently upstairs is some kind of proof that she's not going to hurt people. So come along. Let's go and find out what's going on.
2: Yep, I'll
3: follow. And as you two move to go up the stairs, that same furry humanoid who escorted you here follows behind you. Not in any threatening way, just he is also there behind you as you go up the stairs. When you get to the upper floor, She takes you into what looks like it would have been a hotel room, and as you enter, laying in the bed is another Evo, the same species as Liliana, and it's an older lady, probably 45-ish would be your guess, since you don't know a lot about Evo. It's a rough guess, and she's laying in the bed, and she has these weird scars and stitched up marks all over her skull and her horns have been removed and there's big scars and everything there and she turns and looks at you and she smiles and as she does a little human girl comes over and brings her some milk and cookies and she starts to eat and drink those and in your heads the spirit's voice says this woman has been imprisoned and experimented on her whole life We rescued her, we broke her out of her imprisonment, we brought her here to recover, and we brought her here to meet her sister. Her sister refuses to come here, refuses to accept her psionic gifts, she uses her powers to make everyone love her and her songs, but she refuses to come down here and join her family.
4: Oh, I see. Can you prove that they are sisters?
3: She turns towards the woman in the bed, and the woman puts down the milk and cookies, and she swallows, and she begins to sing. And the song that she sings sounds terrible, but after just a second, it starts to sound really good, and as she sings, Rico, your tail stops hurting and all the discomfort from the bite marks disappears.
4: Rico flicks the tail around and sort of strokes it with her hands, like she's looking at it really closely. Except
3: that the fur hasn't grown back. The bite wounds are completely healed.
4: I see. That is compelling evidence. Hmm. Well, these are not decisions I think we can make on our crew members' behalf. Ah, no. Hank, I think we need to take this back to the ship. This information, I mean.
2: Is there an easier way to get here than scurrying through the Pac Man tubes? The spirit's
3: physical body again kind of chuckles, and she looks over to the furry humanoid who reaches into a kind of knapsack and he pulls out two little electronic keycards and he holds them out towards you. And in your head, you hear the spirit say, in common, these will make the elevator. Work and we'll bring you directly to
2: this floor. Thank you. And for clarity, are we welcome back or just the psychic people? We would prefer only the gifted, but
3: yes, you and the rest of your crew may come if you must.
2: It's not so much that we must, oh, 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 great one. It's. <laughs> That, like, you are making a family of the psychically gifted, we are a family of crew members who look out for each other. If we didn't care for Kyan and Liliana, we wouldn't have come here in their stead to begin with.
3: Roll to persuade. Another willpower roll, I suppose. Uh, three, five, six. Yes, yeah, success by six. Okay, she says. Okay. As long as the gifted come, you may
2: accompany them. Yes. And I will bow and back up.
3: You don't really need to bow. It's okay.
4: Rico's giving you a bit of a like side eye at this like bowing situation. It's just like, what, what are you doing? That's not...
3: <laughs> I know the chair is very fancy, but I'm not royalty. It's okay.
2: Look, Hank's looking around at all these people with guns and all the psionic power and he's just trying to acknowledge the fact that he is not the biggest fish in the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh
4: yeah, cats don't cats don't do all that bowing and scraping nonsense. So uh Yeah. Uh well, we shall take this to our family, as Hank says. And um see what they say.
3: So with that, they show you the way to the elevator. There is one Kind of gigantic elevator system in the station that works almost like a mass transit system in a city that takes people between all of the various 15 floors. And ordinarily, it just completely ignores that the 13th floor exists. But using the key cards they gave you, you're able to summon an elevator. Oh, and I would point out that at the elevator on this 13th floor, there are a number of apparently gifted psionics who are all armed and paying very close attention to the elevator just in case somebody gets through who doesn't belong here but you're taken through with the key cards nobody hassles you and the furry humanoid escorts you all the way to the elevator so everyone's cool and with those cards you can summon an elevator car takes you back up to the 14th floor where you guys are docked and everything and you guys can make it back to the cautious optimism easy peasy
5: cool I think we're going to do that as quickly as we can, mm-hmm. uh, Captain. Yeah. So what happened? Everything went fuzzy.
4: Ah, there you are. Uh yes. I thought it might. So well, fascinating. Really. Um, there's another felonian there. Oh, neat. Um, slightly odd powers. Obviously, psionic powers. Her name is Cordeline. Presumably, everybody is on the bridge at this point.
5: I would assume we're all there. Yeah.
4: Except for poor Johnny Lee. Well, he's asleep. Exactly, we've knocked him out. He's been unconscious this whole episode.
5: This is none of his business.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, she says she's inviting all of the psionic people to form some kind of, uh, I don't know, like, revolution. (laughs) To be family members with her and to, you know, make life better for psionic people across the universe. Or something.
5: Um... From a hidden floor in a space station? From a hidden floor in a
4: space station. Mm -hmm. There is a... um, uh, hmm. Uh, Diplomacy is not really my strong point, so I guess I'm just going to say it. Um, Liliana, they have another Evo there who claims she's your sister. Oh, I don't have a sister. She has psionic powers, and uh, her psionic powers are very similar to yours. She can also sing. Oh, that's cool. Yes.
1: She's not my sister,
4: but she's cool. Very much claims to be your sister. I don't think so. (laughs) Hmm. Well, there we are. Um, So she'd like the psionic people to go to her and stay with her so they can form some kind of gang and become recognized and accepted
5: throughout the league, at least. I'm looking at Kayan this whole time.
0: Well, I have no interest in joining an army of psionic people. What exactly is she hoping that we're going to do for her?
4: She's trying to form a group of like-minded individuals who are interested in trying to get psionic people accepted across the league, is my understanding. Oh, I was about to ask Hank for his opinion, but I'm afraid he fell into felonium, um, so he probably just would have heard a lot of purring. <laughs>
5: well, that doesn't sound so
4: bad. That sounds like a little club.
5: Yeah, we can distribute pamphlets on our way around the universe doing the rest of the things that we have to do.
0: Yeah, sure.
5: I don't know if a psionic revolution is going to fit in to our to-do list.
0: (laughs) I think there's plenty of other revolutions we need to take care of before a psionic revolution.
2: And I think maybe revolution might be overstating it a bit. You know, the people with psionic abilities are quite oppressed. I mean, she was talking about how the Liliana quote-unquote sister was being experimented on, and perhaps maybe she's just trying to stop that kind of thing from happening to others.
5: Oh, that's not good. Right, yeah. I don't like that at all. No. We're going to have to add this to the list. We've got quite a list.
4: <laughs> yes, we have uh, keys to the secret elevators.
5: Oh, thank goodness. I did not want to have to crawl into any of these Jimmy's tubes.
4: No, they appear to be infested. Um, Liliana, your sister, quote unquote, healed my tail, though. So that's nice. Oh, that's
1: cool. She's not my sister, but that's really cool.
2: Yeah, she didn't bother to heal me. That's That's cool, too. I'm just bleeding everywhere.
5: Oh, are fine. you bleeding right now?
0: If you're bleeding, then Kyan's on it. Kyan
4: is on it.
5: Yeah, we would have fixed it. <laughs> we would have fixed that. We would have...
4: <laughs> Sorry. I think we'd all forgotten about that.
5: Remember, crew, you have to tell us when you're bleeding. We won't know.
4: <laughs> I got
0: an 11 medical.
3: Is that a success for you, Kyan? Yes, this is a success by three. All right. Well, you easily and expertly patch Hank up.
4: Well, just imagine that that was happening. Like, we walk in, and, like, uh, Rico's not really paying too much attention and is still holding the tip of her tail in her hand and starts, like, espousing about, like, strange, felonian ladies and being very interested, and Kaya's like, oh, my God, Hank, what the fuck's going on? (laughs) Hank's left
2: (laughs) arm's just hanging there limp, bleeding, (laughs) dripping on the floor.
5: Well, so, I guess, field trip? I guess we all go? I mean, we have nothing to lose at this point. Are we just going to leave the sleeping guy here? No. I mean, yes.
2: He'll be fine.
5: <laughs> yes. We're going to leave him here. And I'm going to have a quick word with the shipcom in private.
4: We do have permission for all of us to return to hear her proposal.
5: Good. I love permission. That's great. Well, they are
4: quite heavily armed captain. I wouldn't, uh, yes. I'm beginning to regret my decision earlier in life, not to, um, not to learn how to use beam weapons. Captain, let's put it that way. Well,
5: Perhaps that's something we can work on in our travels.
4: Perhaps so, Captain.
5: But Yeah, let's get prepared to make that little journey. And, oh, Kyan, can you make sure that our friend is going to be sleeping happily through the rest of that little adventure?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it might not be a bad idea to have Shipcom. Let us know if he does wake up.
5: Oh, yeah. No, so I go to a part of the ship where people aren't. And I uh, say, Shipcom. Beep, beep, boop. So, we have a guest on board who is not an enemy. He's a very nice man. He is in no way to have access to anything on this ship but the restroom that's attached to the medbay. He can't fly the ship. He can't open the doors. He can't go looking. I'm trusting you to lock it all down.
3: Very good. This can be accomplished.
5: Fantastic.
3: Perhaps we should put him in the cryopod.
5: No, we've talked about the cryopods. Shipcom... We're not putting anybody in a cryopod. It's a little bit overkill.
3: But Kiyun has obtained a cryopod. We can begin using it.
5: No, we're not going to begin using it. <laughs> we don't like to be a cryopod. There's a lot of stress to put a human body under. Just, you know, he's asleep. He'll stay asleep, hopefully.
3: Very good. I will restrict his access while you are away.
5: Great.
0: You know we're going to have to put someone in a cryptopod at some point, right? That's going to have to be a thing. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying the first episode of Cautious Optimism in 2022. We hope your year is off to a safe and happy start. I have had a very busy start to the year, so we're just going to do a quick intermission today. But remember, you don't have to rely on intermissions for your behind-the-scenes info. If you want to ask us questions about the show or simply want to say hello, Start chatting with us in real time over on Slack. You can find the Geek to Geek Media Slack by going to the contact us tab of the network website at geek2geekmedia.com. And while you're there, you can also join the Geek to Geek Media Discord server. You can follow us on Twitter at as the Dice Roll RP, on Instagram at as the Dice Roll, or as always you can send us an email at podcast at as the Dice If you want to listen to the cast do something other than play GERPS, you can find us on our various podcasts. Kelly hosts Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. Todd and Alinzia can be found on their podcast, Nerdberg Review. Todd and Bama are the hosts of Farming Simulated, if you like the game Farming Simulator. If World of Warcraft is more your speed, you can listen to Raven on Girls Gone Well." Bama is going to be starting to stream again pretty soon. You can find him over on Twitch as BamaShocks. And finally, you can listen to me on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here on Tuesday, January 11th with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again next Friday, January 14th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Now let's see if the crew can safely make it to level 13 right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down.
5: When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and
0: enjoy watching a video game
5: Plans. Where's everybody at? Why,
2: I certainly do understand the apprehension of taking our psychically gifted friends to meet the spirit. I think what she has to say might warrant some investigation.
5: What are our psychically... uh, Gifted? Gifted. I was like afflicted. That's not the right word. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, perspective, right? (laughs) One, One
2: gifted, one afflicted. You're not wrong.
5: So what? how do do you two feel about that?
0: I would kind of like to know what's going on with me. It's very unsettling to have your brain doing things that you don't understand. And so there is some comfort in the idea of being able to talk to somebody who knows what this is. But I'm not going to lie and not say I'm not wary of this person.
1: Well, but if there's some guy that's like chained up and like, held captive shouldn't we like free him sounds like this lady doesn't care when we come exactly
5: well so then the question is do we think that we'll get a benefit from talking with the lady on floor 13 to potentially help us with the heist slash rescue
2: i do think the possibility of her able to help the two of them understand what's going on could help them moving forward
5: all right GM, do we have any idea or is there some way that we know about that we can check to see when the hired gun is maybe planning to leave? Is that a possibility, like some sort of ship manifest or whatever? When you check in, you have to say how long you're staying, like you do it like customs?
3: You could check with the station to find out when it's scheduled to depart.
2: Or I could hack the system so that no one's none the wiser.
3: Yes, you could check with the station in a number of ways by speaking to somebody <laughs> or by hacking I them mean stealing the information.
5: Shipcom, could you access the station's manifest to see if there's a departure date for the hired gun?
3: Accessing. That information is not available to public record.
2: Shipcom, how about you and I work on this together and we're going to hack the system. Very good. All right. I hear dice. Ooh, <laughs> that was close. A six, a four, and a four. So that is 14, and I needed a 16. So, yeah, success by two.
3: You guess the password. It was Swordfish. And you get into the system's databanks, and you find that the hired gun is scheduled to depart tomorrow at 10 a.m. station time.
2: All right, so, Captain, the hired gun will be leaving 10 a.m. tomorrow. Shipcom, what time is it currently? 6 p.m.
3: Local station time.
2: So that gives us not a lot of time to be covert about getting in and out.
5: Well, it's still enough time. I still think we should talk to the people on the 13 first. We could be doing both. We could be making a plan while we're there. Don't you
1: people sleep ever?
0: No.
4: No, we don't.
5: (laughs) No, (laughs) we really don't. Sounds boring.
4: Canonically, no, we don't. Uh, we do at least have a secret, like elevator key to get to the floor 13 without big attacks.
2: True. Shipcom set a crew wide alarm to go off at midnight.
3: What kind of music or audio would you like to play at
2: midnight? How about We Will Rock You by Queen, an Earth favorite? <laughs>
0: Oh, God, you know this is going to go off in the middle of us (laughs) trying to be stealthy.
3: (laughs) I have downloaded classical music and have set that alarm.
5: Nice. Thank you, Shipcom.
2: (laughs) All right, shall we head to the 13th floor, everybody?
1: Yes. Okay, so Liliana's... Wait, do I have my hoodie or does Hank still have my hoodie?
3: I believe Hank had it because last time you went out, you were not disguised.
1: I was just thinking I should probably be disguised again.
2: (laughs) Hank is going to slowly pull it off, and he's going to cuddle it to his face and just go. (gasps) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to put my little disguise on. It smells a little greasier than you remember.
3: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh, you... uh (laughs) So you are disguising yourself to try not to uh, attract attention. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, easy enough If to
5: we're do. on
1: a time limit, I don't think we need that.
5: Oh, and I'm taking my gun. Everybody should take all the things that they need to take, because we might be leaving from 13th floor directly to Heist.
0: Klein's also going to take his med kit and a couple of doses of the tranquilizer that he's been <laughs> using on people. <laughs>
2: Sound like it's about time to make up some more or buy some more. We don't have time. Every
0: time we stop, he restocks on all the supplies and we've tracked a couple people, but it's not like we've it's not like we've been tranking people every stop we've been on.
5: Just willy nilly for fun. You might not have been. <laughs> oh boy. And you go to sleep and you go to sleep and you go to sleep.
3: Kyan, do you have a lock on your medicine cabinet on the ship? <laughs>
0: I had never really considered that, but no, probably not. might look into that.
5: (laughs) I know, that might be a good purchase.
0: Yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like you guys are all heading out to go to the elevators where you'll use your special key cards to go to the 13th floor. Is that what's happening?
2: Correct. Yeah.
3: As you guys are walking down the main thoroughfare, heading in the direction of the elevators, There's a lot of people on the streets. It's very crowded right now. You know, 6.30 p.m. is a popular time. People are out going to restaurants, going to shows, this sort of thing. So the streets are very crowded. And everybody make a perception check, please. Tell me who succeeds.
2: Success by one. Success by four. I failed. I failed.
4: I do not succeed. I critically fail. Oh, no. Oh no! I've rolled eighteen.
3: <laughs> okay, so Rico, you do not like the how crowded it is, and your your senses are just overwhelmed by claustrophobia and and the crowds. Okay, those who succeeded, uh, Liliana and Hank succeeded also, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay, you two see a felonian male who's walking the crowd. And you overhear him saying to another felonian that he just walked up to, Hey, are, uh, are you Rico? Is your name Rico? And they shake their head and, and hiss and walk off and <laughs> he, he walks away dejected.
2: There appears to be someone looking for you. What? The guy just said, are you Rico? Talking to another felonian.
3: Wh- which? I'll point him out. Oh. Hank's pointing to a gray-furred felonian male. That you haven't seen before, Rico?
4: Uh, I'd, I don't know that person. Should I slide over there and get some more information? I mean, it's it's really very busy, and I, I sort of feel like we've got lots to be doing right now. She's sort of sidling around out of the line of sight of the person.
0: Kyan kind of puts himself between her and him. Okay. He makes a good wall. <laughs>
2: How far away is this gray felonian? He's
3: basically on the other side of the street, the sidewalk on the other side of the street. So he's not appeared to see you guys, and he's walking in the opposite direction.
4: Um, I mean, one thing at a time, people. Maybe we should just get to floor 13. We also potentially have a
2: heist to do this evening. All right, I will make a mental note of everything I can recall of this character.
3: So after that, you guys walk for a while and make it to The elevators easily enough. Now, these elevators are pretty high capacity. They're like a mass transit, they're almost like a a light rail system for the station to get around. So, there's a bit of a line to get into them. So, after waiting in line for about 10 minutes, you guys are able to get into one of the elevator cars. And as you're entering, a male avian walks into the same car that you guys are in. And he looks at the little buttons and uh, he puts in floor three looks around at you guys. Which floor should I push for you? 12. 12? Okay. The elevator starts to move, and it goes to floor 12 and opens the doors.
5: Wait, did he not get off on floor 3?
3: It hasn't gone to floor 3 yet. It went to 12 first.
5: I don't understand.
3: We started
1: on 14. Oh. Oh.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Then 12 was not the answer.
1: Liliana just (laughs) happily walks out the door, just like, nothing's wrong. Hank follows. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) follows.
5: I leave, but I'm giving this avian, like, this stink eye, and he has no real reason to to know why, but I'm still doing it.
3: (laughs) Okay. He gives you an odd look, and as you all exit, some other people step into the car, and the doors close, and- That one leaves, and you guys are basically in, like, the exit lane, leaving the elevators.
1: So where are we going, guys?
4: Cue for the elevator again now. Sorry, that was my bad.
5: (laughs) God, this heist is going to go well. (laughs) (sighs) Stand in line for the elevator again.
3: All right, you guys immediately get back in line. (laughs) About five minutes later, you get up to the front of the line, and an elevator door opens. And as you guys walk in, a a, a little... Nope,
5: nope, nope.
3: A Delonian (laughs) is going for the same car that you guys are going in. What do you do?
5: I block the front of the doors, and I cough directly in the direction of the Delonian.
3: Oh, wow. the doors to shut. Okay, he gives you a real nasty look, (laughs) but the doors close, and you are alone in the elevator.
4: <laughs> um, nice work, captain. The stuff I have to do for this
5: crew, I tell you.
4: <laughs> so I guess we use our secret key cards to do the secret getting to floor 13.
3: The elevator goes as if it is heading towards floor 14, but it stops and no floor indicator is lit up and then the doors open. And you see a room that looks just like the other elevator rooms that had the elevator lines on the other floors except this one the lights are off there's nobody around it looks like it's in disuse it's like dusty and run down and dirty and there's a bunch of boxes and crates and refuse laying around
4: Rico will know which direction we're supposed to be going so she just sort of walks up in that direction
5: well i follow this is creepy
1: next time on the cautious optimism
3: ah will you finally come yes that gentleman is working for rico's former teacher liliana
0: meet your sister
1: oh i don't have a sister
0: this is a lot i know i'm feeling a little overwhelmed and i'm not even being told that i have a long-lost sibling could there be maybe some possible truth to it You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerolecast.com. Individual players and GMs' social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.